The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Woo More Play. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Woo More Play has you. You guys, they have the best vibrator. I'm telling you, it has five speeds. It's strong. It's good. It gets the job done. But most importantly, it has a cute vibrator cover. So no more traveling with your vibrator, like being in your makeup bag, getting next to your foundation and your beauty blender. No, no, no. We have now the cutest little cover. It's almost like a toothbrush cover for your vibrator. It's so cute. You want it on your Instagram feed. Plus the coconut oil lube, which is such a standout. You can eat it like it, suck it, fuck it. We have a code for you. If you're looking for a little spice to add to your relationship or a one night stand, or you just want better sex, you're going to go to woomoreplay.com and use code him and her for 20% off. That's code him and her for 20% off. I'm telling you, everything on the site is good. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. And when you know your inventory, like there's no more like, I have no clue what the hell's up there. Like, yeah, that closet. Yeah, who knows? When you eliminate that and you know everything you have, one, it gives you a new appreciation to yourself. Two, it's kind of like this really cool, you know, revisit to all these times in your life of when you collected these items. Like your things are kind of what make up who you are. Like every day you get, like you grab that shirt today, you grab that sweatshirt. Like these are all that's making you, you and you, you. And I feel like people forget about that. You know what's so crazy, Michael? What's so crazy to learn? Our guest that we're having on, I met, I think, two years ago when I was pregnant with Zaza. I thought you were going to say our guest is so crazy. Oh, no. Our guest is crazy in an amazing way. Like, she's crazy talented. Oh, so I thought you were going to say you're crazy. You I am crazy. crazy. I'm, I'm just crazy. interjecting that anyways. Yeah, I am a little crazy. But I met this guest, Rhea. She is the expert organizer of life. I met her when I was pregnant. We talk about it in this episode. And I was hiding my pregnancy. And she told me that she took one look at me and she knew. That's me. That's how, that's how I was with you. I took one look at you and I knew. I knew other things, but I knew. Oh, about pregnancy? No, I'm talking about, I'm trying to be, I was trying to like be romantic and like win some brownie points. I was saying, I took one, you get what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, but, fuck it, scrap it, never mind. No. I was trying to win. I was trying to be like, hey, like I looked at you and I thought you're gonna be like, oh, that's so sweet. And then we were gonna go have amazing sex after and it was gonna be like this whole thing, but never mind, forget it. Okay, well, on a different note. <laughs> we're right over your head. I just want to shout out Rhea for getting you to organize your bathroom. Before you started dating me, there was pube hair, eyebrow hair. It's not pube hair. It was my fucking beard hair. Whatever. It was all over you your shit. You think that I'm like a savage? I just leave pube hair? Like, what kind of, like, you, you know what I'm talking about, you guys, when you open a man's drawer and there's all this little pube hair stuck no, to everything? Have In every that, corner, it's no. on your toothpaste. Guys, we have You're these... You're brushing your hair with pubes. No, you do these these little like trimmers, right? And then the stuff sprays everywhere, but it's for your face. Okay, but do you realize every time you do that, the pube hair collects? Listen, my pube hair, it's like, a, it's like head hair. It's like long and luxurious. It's the not these little day, tiny trimmings. I literally saw you brushing your teeth with your electric toothbrush and there was pube hair sticking out of it. Beard hair. Whatever. It's my, it's my beard hair. Okay. So the point is, I would love to see Taylor's drawer. Taylor's drawer has been deemed a contamination zone. The point is, is that Rhea Organize came over and changed my life because no longer in your drawer is there hair everywhere. She came and organized everything. 
We gave some stuff away that you don't know about. You always got to do like a, a slide giveaway. No, like, I knew you were giving it away. I just pick and choose my battles carefully. Well, that was a smart one because I, I wouldn't let you collect toothpaste. It was gone from anyway. So what was I going to do? Just cry about it? It was gone. You threw it away. It didn't even give me a chance to say goodbye to it. Okay, I didn't throw it away. I donated a lot of it except for the toothpaste that had pubes. You didn't on donate it. my pubes? <laughs> no. So Rhea really changed my life, like in the best way possible. Because now when I go in my husband's bathroom, it's clean. I bet there's some fetish sites that actually do want the pubes hair. No one wants it. Um, DM me if you do. It's everything's for sale, guys. Everything. No, uh, everything. Your pubes hair's for sale. Great. I'm sure everyone on the Dear Media team is loving that. <laughs> they're not they're allowed all... to listen to these episodes anymore. If they are, they they get um, in a lot of trouble. Rhea has organized some of the top celebrities in LA, AKA Chrissy Teigen, Paris Hilton. Um, there's ones I can't even name. They're so big. But the point is from the bathroom sinks to the pantry to Michael's shaving collection, she streamlines your life. Kobe Bryant actually told her when she organized his house that she gave him back his time. And it's so true when things are organized and minimalized in your life, it makes everything easier. For me, I notice that I want less, less, less as I get older. I'm constantly giving things away. And she really helped me when she came in to make sure that I wasn't having useless shit in my house. There was one thing that I insisted on keeping and that was my popcorn kernel holder. And she said that if I didn't pop popcorn in the next two months, I would have to get rid of it. So I made sure to pop popcorn every single night. So shout out to Rhea. You guys have to follow her on Instagram at reorganize. She has all the tips and the visuals there. And in this episode, we really go deep with her on why she likes organizing, why it's important to her. We also give tips and tricks for organizing your own house, your dorm, whatever it is. She is the best. Check her out. With that, let's welcome mom and entrepreneur Rhea Safford to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. I'm more organized than you. No. Yeah. You saw his, his shit. Who no. was more organized? No, no. I, she. Let's just kick this off like this. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who, who's, whose side am I supposed to be on here? I feel like neither of you You're were supposed to be not, on my side, for sure. Were not organized. <laughs> you thought the pubes that were all over the drawers that's were more not organization. Well, that's not pubes. That's, that's, that's beard, hair maintenance. That's beard, so if we're talking hair. hair maintenance. It looks like a butthole hair. Hair <laughs> could have been. We're not here to judge. That's what's so great about reorganize. It's a guilt-free, judgment-free zone. Remember when we found 16 of my different sized vibrators? 100%. Was but, I the only one that you found that in? Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, you found fucking dildos and vibrators and all kinds of uh, weird shit in my bathroom. One of my first jobs, which I can't even believe I'm saying this, but this was when I first got started. This was when I'm by myself. I land this client who had this beautiful, like overlooking the ocean, Newport house, like everything was all cash. It was like kind of sketch. Like I was like, whatever, this is really cool. <laughs> like actually found crack. Oh, like, but like normal house, like, normal family, 18 months. So what old. do you do Things when you, how do you know it's crack? Did you like test it on your gum? No. So okay, it was like, it, it was like in the bathroom. And so I'm like, just like super naive, whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is probably like some sort of like teeth whitening kit, like all good. It's in, you know, those like books that are actually storage. It was like in one of those. And I've never like, I do not take pictures on the job, obviously, and send this to Connor. This is back like five years ago. And I was just like, kind of panicked. Like, there's a little toddler running around. This doesn't seem right. And I <laughs> sent him a picture and he literally just responds like, yeah, for sure. Freebasing. That's what that is. And I was like, explains like the spoons in various drawers and whatnot. So it was fine. I'm like, 
hand gag. Like, what are you supposed to do? You're not supposed to do anything. You're supposed to organize the car. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I would have been like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the container store and get like a storage for the crack. We're going to put the spoons in A. We're going to put right. the crack pipes like, in let B. Let me know your font choice for your label. <laughs> and that's what I'm here for. You could do like an Alice in Wonderland type font. Absolutely. Yeah, I like, love here, it. Let this take you where you need it to take you. <laughs> Especially being in LA. I mean, weed is like breakfast. Right. I mean, just the amount of like, you know, it's like, oh, here's our tea drawer. Here's our weed drawer. Like that's that's a totally normal thing. So you're always organizing weed drawers. I feel like it's happened a lot more than I would have anticipated. OK, I can get down. With that's that. not surprising, yeah. though. It's like similar to like alcohol. I'm sure you've like organized a bunch of alcohol. Cabinets 100%. And bars, right. Like, and so you're organizing my dildos and vibrators and sex toys was not like, weird. not weird. We actually did like organize it in each drawer. And we were like, OK, if we're like hooking up, we like have the drawer that's like underneath like my bedtime drawer. Here's the thing. Everything we own has a purpose. Right. And so we're there to help you figure out when you need it, why you need it, and how you can find it quickly. I love it. Right? You have organized some of the most incredible people's houses. Mm-hmm. Who's the coolest besides me? I'm just kidding. Who's the coolest? <laughs> the coolest, for sure, and she would not be mad at me for sharing this, is for sure Vanessa Bryant and their family. Like, no doubt. You told me this when you organized our house in West Hollywood. You came in and I asked you this question and you said the same thing. And that was a couple years ago. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. I don't know if you remember what you told me about Kobe Bryant. Do you remember that? No. You told me that after you organized his house, he came up to you and he said, you don't know how much time that you've saved me and how many years you've added to my life. Do you remember telling me that? No. You told me that. I didn't make it up. I told Michael that. That's amazing. And literally that I'm still so close with this family and like so much of the time that we spend is like, it's kind of like my own little like secret. Like it's like that special time and like the timing of when everything was, was just like amazing. And to be around their entire family and just, they're so incredible. After like being face to face with Kobe Bryant, it's like nobody will like make me nervous again in my whole life. Like literally walk anybody in here and I'd be like, what's up? Because I like that was a moment for me of just like somebody who just commands an entire room and house and like planet. My gosh. How big were his shoes? Very large. (laughs) Huge, huh? Very large. Huge. I bet you had a beautiful shoe collection. Beautiful shoe collection. I mean, beautiful family. Nothing holds a candle to Vanessa's closet. She knows that. She'll like call that out on Instagram. Like, does this hold a candle to mine? I'm like, absolutely not. Because she knows like her collection of just everything is beautiful. Best collection. Best collection. Okay, so it was more impressive than my vibrator collection. I would say so. Okay. Lauren, yeah. you have the best vibrator collection. <laughs> Thank you. I have all the I, I will give flavors. you that. Okay. Like if I was doing reorganize awards, that would kind of be fun. Thank you. Should. That could be like a cute story idea. Jen Adkin would for sure get the best beauty cabinet situation when oh, for sure. Yeah. Lauren, Lauren's she changed been my life. A, a big lie though. She purports herself to be very organized, but but I always say like she is very chaotic and then she'll have moments of extreme organization. But primarily I feel like there's shit everywhere. I'm extremely chaotic. So what I'm doing with our house in Austin is I'm just throwing everything in drawers because I know that you're going to come over and help me get it streamlined. I don't, I don't see the point of me spending all this money organizing it my way when I know I'm going to like it better your way. I agree. There's no point. Yeah. So but everything gets you're stuffed also, under. For how like spread out things may be, you also strike me as the person that's like, 
I remember seeing a hair tie underneath the second couch cushion a couple weeks ago. I'm going to grab it yeah. and I can put it like, you, you know that it's there. Like, it doesn't make sense that it's there, but like, you're able to recall where things are, whether it makes sense or not. No, no, no. She does this thing. <laughs> okay. She does this thing. We'll call it, we'll do the little couples therapy session here where I will put something in a very specific place. I'm that person. I remember exactly where something is. Like I could go two weeks and be like, I put this brush here or I put this shirt in this specific spot. And like, I know, and, and I can tell, and, and I, I let her get away with it. She, she, she tosses a bunch of my stuff pick away. Your battle. I'm sure that you guys tossed a bunch of my stuff away when you were organized. That's fine. I, I let just it go. threw away. I, let it go. I, did, I, I donated what I, I could I donate, no, no, I but know. your, your weird no, no, Redken paste from 1999 <laughs> had to fucking go. Listen, I feel the like there was a good amount of Redken. Oh my God. He won't even tell anyone what it is. But I see they're laughing because I knew like, I'm like, okay, I'll let it go. She's, you got rid of some stuff. You know, wife can do that. That's fine. I'm not going to make a big deal. We don't need rusty tweezers but from 1992. I'll take things that are useful and I'll put them in specific places. And then she will go OCD crazy and move them. And then I will ask her politely where it is and she will freak it's out. It's not like, politely how he asked, but that's fine. It's, well, it's, a, it's an aggressive delivery. It's it, never. Th- this is how the delivery is. I say, hey, Lauren, no, do you know where X not. is? That's fine. And then she no. loses it. So that's not what it is. Being around as many couples as we have been, it's so rare that people are on the same page. Like it, like it always throws me off and I'm like, wow, like you guys are really kind to each other. You're dynamic because those people weird me out, honestly, when it's like, they're like, everything's we're so the same and it's all good. Like, okay, honey, whatever you like, it's weird because I mean, Connor and I are the exact off. We are such polar opposite people. And like we meet in the middle for all the right things, but we're so different. And he's like, his electronics and certain things, he's so organized. And he's the type like, you know, if a, I always use this example, like if a table was wobbly, he would immediately go get the tool and fix it at that moment. Oh my God. That's like the projectile throw up emotion. I could live with that for 10 years. I could like, he'll pull over and be like, do you hear that rattle in the car? I'm like, what are you even? No, I don't. Sounds like you guys have a lot in common. Yeah, because, well, you just want to fix things right away. You have built this massive empire. I've watched you from afar, and I have so much respect for how you've built your business. You've been very smart, very purposeful, very strategic. I would love to go back to when you decided that this was going to be your niche and then how you've refined it over time. I am going to let you in on a little secret. It's a secret that's from my whole entire family. Okay. So you've seen it on my Instagram story, but I'm going to tell you about it here. And it is, that's it. I'm sure you've seen this everywhere. It's all over the supermarket. It's so popular. Kids love it. Parents love it. Whatever. Where I first found out about That's It, it's a brand. And yes, that's it. Let me tell you about it. Was in coffee beans. So I was 21 years old and I needed something quick that was going to give me energy and satisfy me. But I also wanted something with minimal ingredients. So I'm in line at coffee bean and I see at the front these bars. They're That's It bars. And I think it was like an apple strawberry bar. And I turned it around thinking, oh my God, I'm going to see so much soy or citric acid or some kind of weird oil that I don't want. And in the bar was just apple and strawberry. That was it. Those were all the ingredients, nothing else. So I started this obsession with this company. I would get them everywhere I went because there was nothing on the market, especially in America, that just had minimal ingredients now cut to now. And I have a husband and a child and they each have these products on the regular. The Apple Crunchables are absolutely life-changing. I do not go anywhere without them. All they have in them 
is apples. That's the ingredients. So I put them in my purse. I cannot even tell you about how amazing they are. They have five stars everywhere. They are organic fruit. One ingredient, like I said, I like to get the 24 pack. Okay. There's no added sugar. They're allergen free, non-GMO, fat-free, soy-free, sesame-free, nut-free, all the things, everything you could ever want. Now, if you're in a relationship, you got to try their Keto Kick Coffee Energy Bar. But the reason I like this is because it actually contains real coffee. It's fair trade coffee. It's 95 milligrams. It's energy on the go. I'm telling you out of all the tips and secrets that I've given to you on this podcast, these are the ones. And it really just gives you like the kick in the ass that you need. In the bars are a little bit of organic dates. They got a little fiber, some garbanzo beans, coffee, and organic vanilla and sea salt. It also comes in chocolate. I'm a fan of the vanilla. What you're going to do is you are going to go to that'sit.com and you are going to get the apple crunchables if you have kids. Let me tell you, it's the hot tip of the year and the Keto Kick Coffee Energy Bar. Enjoy. Thank me later. Literally DM me when your kid is like so satisfied and your significant other smiling. Yeah, I I always feel like it's so random what I do and how I came into it, especially because like my college roommates were like laughing when they found out what I did because I was that person like, oh shoot, people are coming over. Everybody's stuffing everything into my closet. I'm actually the messiest person by nature. I'm a walking tornado. I put stuff everywhere. So I think that's why I like sharing this with people so much. And I compare it. I always use this analogy. It's kind of like if you had a trainer who lost 150 pounds and kept it off for 20 years. You'd be like, this guy hasn't figured out. He totally did it. But that wasn't naturally. It wasn't naturally the skin and bones. And like, hey, that's just, these are my genes. I'm not naturally tidy. I can leave stuff all over the place, a total dumpster fire, but it was all about creating systems and caring enough to create systems to make a difference in my life. And once I got married to Connor and inheriting someone else's crap, and then when you have kids, as you know, this stuff multiplies overnight. You're like, where is this all even coming from? That for me to be the best wife, the best mom, the best business owner, I needed to make sense of everything. I guess at that time, I didn't have a business. But anyways. I fell into liking it. I've always been really good with space. I've always liked tapping into my creativity. So this was just kind of something I off the cusp wanted to try because I didn't want to be in the corporate world anymore. And I literally had to present this business plan to Connor. We were moving from Houston back to where I'm from in California. And he thought I was transferring internally within the commercial real estate job I had. And it was a great job with like security and good money. And I just couldn't leave my daughter at daycare for 10 hours a day. I couldn't do it. And so I had my designer friend creating all of my branding and marketing. Like I had this idea and I'm like, I can do it. I hadn't really organized anything except for, you know, figuring stuff out in my own house, which that was a whole other thing deciding like, hey, like one day you're just like launching a logo and you're like, I'm a professional now. And then someone can call you and then pay you. And you're kind of, I mean, there was a lot of me saying yes before I actually knew what I was doing. And I kind of, I'm sure you guys can relate where you're like, I'll figure it out. Like, let's say yes. And then we're just going to get there. In 2016, I started this by myself, but I also got pregnant, had Sawyer in 2017. I had Jack in 2019. So I always say that reorganize as people see it today really started in 2019. And that was like my Jen Atkins skinny confidential year, which was crazy. Like I still can't even... The Jen story, and I, I mean, I just call her my fairy godmother. Tell the story, tell the story. Oh, I have That's to. how I found you. It was ridiculous. And what's so crazy is 
Okay, well, I'll back up. So pregnant with my third, I had Jack. It had literally been 10 hours and I have a DM and it was like, you know, from a verified account, which, you know, for you know growing businesses like me, I'm like, this, that sounds so legit. Oh my gosh, what's going on? So open it and it's Jen saying that she had just moved to a new house and would love for me to organize it. So I'm like not missing a beat. I'm like, here's my cell phone number, you know, get whoever in touch with me. Like, let's do this. And she saw this because you were just posting on your own channels. I or? have, she doesn't even know how she found me. I'll never forget in person. She was like, maybe it was my friend from Jimmy Choo. And I just laughed. So I'm like, there's no way in hell. I don't know anybody at Jimmy Choo and I don't care how you found me, but that's but amazing. You, you were posting content on your own channel at the time. Yes. Okay. So when I, what's so funny is before I started the Jen project, Connor wrote down the number of followers that I have. And I think he still has it in his wallet. Cause like everything changed after that. He was like, everything's going to change. Like, not that that's a direct correlation of our business, but in our eyes, it had a lot to do with it. So I think I had 23,000 followers in 2019 and this was March, April. So mesh panties and all went to that consult. I was like, I'm not losing this opportunity. Third baby. 24 hours after you gave birth. No, probably like, no. I, when I went to the consult, probably 10 days after I gave birth. Okay, so but I'm mesh talking panties. to her 10 hours. But like, no, you know, when you're just all like bloated, it's just the whole thing. Oh, so I was like, I'm not missing this. I had Jack on jobs with me at two weeks old. Literally had my team alternating with a baby Bjorn so I could do container store runs. It's like that commercial where like, you know, the first kid, you have like a pharmacy in your back, but the third you'll hand to a mechanic, 100%. I was kind of like that on the first kid and Michael was the opposite, but we can get well, into yeah. that later. Go ahead. Like, you know, people ask, like, we get the question sometimes, like, how do you do stuff with a kid? And it's like... Obviously, it's not easy, but if you really like, well, I always say this to everybody, and maybe this upsets some people sometimes because it's it's not easy, but you kind of just like, if, if you make something a priority, you just figure out how to do it. And they're going to do whatever they have to do. Like, you, you know, a newborn, like how's a newborn calling the shots? And I feel like it's Kids so are malleable. easy. 100%. Like people who jet set all over the world, like that might not be for everybody, but if it's something that, you know, doesn't cause you stress or anxiety and it's like this kid just needs to like figure it out, like they can. I think it is what I think what it is is people listen to other people tell them how it's impossible, how hard it is. And so they just like assume that you can't Nothing's do it. Nothing's impossible. Well, and now today you're just trolled for everything. It's yeah. like so stressful. And and that was a really weird part of like sharing everything as much as I love it. Like the amount of just unsolicited feedback I get on the most like it'll be something like in the background of a fridge post it's like you should really look into that brand I can't believe you buy that for your children I'm just like Ugh. <laughs> and I'm always just like thanks for stopping by don't watch me bye yeah, like why are you go here? get busy people kind of people kind of stop okay doing that can I go us. back to your story and oh, your sorry, trajectory yeah. yes, yes yes sorry I, I mean I'm keeping you on track okay, yes okay so then so I do the so Jen's like let's do this project and uh, we did different spaces in her home. But the biggest one was this like beauty wall. And she wanted it all color coordinated. Well, what's funny, and most people don't know this, is I actually did a completely different thing. And it was supposed to be this like functional beauty closet for her hairstylist to come in and grab things. And so it was this whole other space. And then that night, I'm literally nursing. It's probably like two o'clock in the morning. And I get a text from Jen. And she like had inspo pictures and was like, I want something like this. Like all like I'm going to bring all my products down from upstairs. And so I show up and she just put everything by color. And then she left for like a two hour workout session. And I just like got to do my thing and be creative and do something really fun. And that was the first thing that ever got attention to where like that was the first time that it was ever like, oh, wow, like Daily Mail and Yahoo Mail and just like random things that like that wasn't part of what I was doing. Like I was just trying to, you know, gain followers and just get attention and gain clients. And I was like, 
okay, this is kind of fun. Like you almost like get this high off of like, oh my gosh, like this got picked up by people and this is like so cool. So then you called, no, you DM'd me, right? Yeah, you DM'd me. I DM'd you. You totally DM'd me, slid in there and we did a phone call. I remember I was in the office and it was like a quick five minute phone call. And I remember getting off thinking like, wow, she wasn't even like interviewing me. Like you called as though like, hey, you're the person. And I think that was the coolest part that it was just kind of like, this immediate trust, like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'd love to do. Not, hey, tell me about yourself. I'm trying to find the right person. It was just, I loved that you felt that we had a good enough connection that I would be a good fit because- Lauren invites a lot of strangers into our house. Yeah, I I can only imagine. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's really vulnerable what we do. Like, I mean, aside from like, you know, touching someone's naked body as like a masseuse or something, like we're in- all of your shit. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was a little strange when I came home and there was just you and your team everywhere and all of our stuff was here. I was, yeah. like, I was kind of like, what's happening? Because Lauren does this thing where she doesn't tell me any of this stuff that's going on. Right. And I'm fine. I got trust the process. But now, he, you know what's funny? Now, now he's like, when's it. Rhea coming over to Austin? That's because once it was all set up oh, no, he's incredible, and his pubes we were to. cleaned out of the corners of the drawers. It was beard hair. No, Why whatever. Do I have cubes in a drawer. Uh, I don't know what it was. It's Remember, it's judgment free. Yeah, yeah. It's well, judgment free. No, no, that Lauren, um, this is your not red can paste were all organized with the labels out. You were like, now you're like, when's Rhea coming back? So here's my thing: is like, I think I have a good judge of people. She came in, she did it, and now you're like, but when's here's she the coming thing. Back? For I will say this: for every Rhea, there's there's also some people that are not Rhea's that pop into our house sometimes. And yeah, I'm there's like, a couple. And I'm like, what's happening? Rhea's here? have so, been a really great one. I think Lauren's batting like thirty three percent. You're in that thirty three percent. You're okay. you're. So, so that's not a good average. <laughs> no, it, and so you can see why I could be potentially on edge sometimes. Sure, you know. Sure, but now that your old blue brush is organized, you're good. Yeah. No, did we uh, add shelving in your bathroom too? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we did it in yours yeah. too. Yeah, I loved that. that well, was such she, fun he loved it. Well, and, here's the thing, and I actually, and we'll get because we're gonna, you're in the middle of story, but like I maintain that organization now because you showed me how to do it, right? So like once it's there, I'm like, okay, that's how you do it. It feels so good. Loves that it. literally melts my heart. Uh-huh. It's cute. It's okay. I almost before, wish... I just threw shit everywhere, you know? Yes. Okay, so back to your story. It would have been better if you story. were like not excited about me coming at all and then I have to win you over. Those are my favorite. You didn't have to win us over. You, I loved you right away. So the Jen thing. So then we did your project, which was so fun. And so then I was trying to like get creative because obviously the whole collab thing, like all of that was so new to me. And I've got to be honest, I probably acted like, hey, this is like, you know, my millionth time doing this. No, not at all. So <laughs> I don't know what I like played off at the time, but it was just kind of like, hey, I've just got to act like this is like a normal thing and I just go and do this because it just, that's all new. And that's a whole other beast, figuring out collaborations and realizing your worth. And I think starting out with people like you and Jen who were just like, you need to know your freaking worth and like, we're not going to take advantage of you, I think was so important for my career. I'll never get walking up the stairs with Jen. This was like my second day there. And she was like, I just want you to know that if you don't invoice me, I will never share about your services. She was like, I was in a service industry and like, Sometimes that's where you start and you have to know your worth and you have to charge people or like, it's just, it's not going to last. And so that was really important for me to hear. And with Lauren, I was like, okay, I really want to get creative of of what would be a great collaboration. Like it doesn't always have to be like, you know, organization for a post. I'm like, she's so, I mean, just, let's just back up to my first time showing up to your house. You answer with a mask on your face. And this was before you announced your pregnancy, but you were totally pregnant and you had like your sweats on. Did and you it, know? Yes, because you would reach out for cabinets. And I I always can tell when people are pregnant, but what am I going to say? Are you pregnant? And then you're like, get the f- out of my house. I don't know. You knew. 100,000%. 
no one else knew but you. I want you have you had your sweats like no one's stomach is just like hard like that. <laughs> no, I fully, fully knew. But I'm like, obviously, I'm not going to make anyone uncomfortable and be like, hey, quick question, because God forbid I'm wrong. Well, you know why? Because we waited five months to tell really anyone. Even our family didn't know for five months. Knew. But then you guys did that Italy trip. I was just really confused because then I then I was just like in recon mode because I'm like, I swear if she is. And then you were and I was like, I'm not crazy. But anyway, so she I was knew. pissed off at me on that trip because she couldn't drink it all. And I was just drinking my way through. I kept looking at like pictures and I was like angles. I'm like, this is really tripping me out. I got good angles. That was insane. I, like, Matt, I'm like, maybe this trip was a year ago or something. I don't know what's going on. But anyways, totally new. And you had a mask on. And I remember at one point, like you had an assistant there and you were literally like working on some like L'Oreal deal, doing an interview on the phone and telling me what you were purging literally all at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this girl is freaking amazing. Like the multitasking, but like... But to be able to do that and not be half-assing any of it was like, this is amazing. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you like had your makeup done later. Like You it was were just, there. You were there. It was crazy. I just loved it. But I know that part of what I wanted from you was business advice, which I still laugh my ass off at what you told me. Our first call, you probably won't even remember this, but I was like, hey, like, what do you think about my feed? And you were like, let's take a look. And you're like, yeah, this picture. And it was of a spice drawer. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? I, I don't this remember. This was so ridiculous. You were like, mmm, spicy. <laughs> that was my caption. <laughs> and I said that wasn't enough. You were just like, what is this? You're like, if I'm some college chick in Michigan, like trying to learn how to organize my fucking spices, I would have no clue what to do right now by reading this. You need to give people actionable items. I like, this is why like that call meant everything to me because I still like like posting a spice drawer. And sometimes I don't have time to like give you all these actions, but I try to at least include some tip because that just killed me. You go, mm. <laughs> and it sounded so dumb. I'm like, oh my God, I'm never posting that caption again. But to be able to share that was important. Like you weren't beating around the bush and to be able to grow on like an Instagram sense, it's so special to be able to get feedback from people like you where it's like, okay, I've been there and here are things you need to do. And here's what resonates with people but to be able to do it in an honest way and to be able to continue to help people. So I guess from there, it's just been this wild roller coaster. We've gotten to work with Paris Hilton. You have to tell us about that. Oh, that's just like in my inbox. This is Paris Hilton Home Organization. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. There's no way. I'm like, spam. No way. And just it's like, that's what's so nuts. It's, it's not like I have this PR team reaching out to these celebrities. Never. Okay. I have a Paris Hilton story. When I was about 20 years old, and this will tie into what you did, I drove up to LA one night at seven o'clock at night, and we were hanging out with Harrison Ford's son, not to name drop, but that it's, it's relevant to the story. And he goes, my friend Paris wants us to come over to her house. And this is like when Paris Hilton is at the height of the height. And I'm like, uh, yes. I'm with a girlfriend. So him, me, and the girlfriend go to Paris Hilton's house. We walk in. I will never forget. Her house was covered in photos of herself. And and I say this in the sweetest, coolest way. There is a, a picture from ceiling to top of her. The staircase is wallpapered of her. The cups have her on it. Everything was branded to her as a person. So when I saw the organization that you did with Paris, I noticed, I think it was the same house. And I think that it was branded everywhere still. Is that correct? I don't remember a wallpaper, but 100%. Like pictures everywhere. Yes. Like, you know, but like, 
fabulous. Fabulous. Like, and if I'm I not, was like, that fabulous, I would want to look at myself every which no, way. No, it's, it's, it's so on brand for her. And it was so fucking amazing. And she was in her kitchen eating in and out And I was like, this is everything. It's iconic. You know what that sounds like, Michael? Uh, I don't know if that sounds what you think it sounds like, but <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the sound I make after cracking open a June shine. That's not where I was going to guess, but okay. Specifically, the best flavor is the blood orange mint. You got to try the blood orange mint. I am telling you, it is at all my little gatherings. I had it the other day after a long day. I took it on a walk with Zaza while she was in the stroller. Yeah. And if you go one episode back, you can actually hear an episode that we just did with the June Shine founders to get all the lowdown. But essentially, it is the best hard kombucha out there. We love it. June Shine is known, Michael Bostic, as the champagne of kombucha. That's what I'm saying, Lauren. The best. You know that they use green tea and honey as opposed to black tea and sugar for a smoother, less acidic taste. I'm a huge fan of cracking one open, popping my silicone straw right in that hole and just enjoying it. <laughs> this is a very um, interesting read, Lauren, but keep going. You could also put it in a wine glass over ice with a little basil or mint. It's so bougie. It's amazing. It tastes delicious. It's 6% alcohol, which is pretty boozy, and it's made with real organic ingredients. And unlike other alcoholic beverages, they're transparent. They're transparent about every single ingredient that they put in their products. You should also know they donate 1% of all sales to environmental nonprofits. And their brewery is powered by 100% renewable solar. So we've worked out an exclusive deal for all Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast listeners. They're delivering nationwide to your doorstep and you're going to receive 20% off plus free shipping on their best selling variety pack. Michael likes the Midnight Painkiller. I'm a huge fan of the Blood Orange Mint. You do you here. You're going to try them all and you're going to pick. You're going to go to juneshine.com slash skinny or use code skinny at checkout to claim this deal. That's J-U-N-E-S-H-I-N-E dot com slash skinny. And this discount is only valid for their variety pack. Juneshine can also be found in over 10,000 stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Safeway, Kroger, and Publix. Cheers. It, the whole and like the entire experience, like iconic is the perfect word because there are things like you hope will happen or, you know, going into these situations, I don't even know if I'm going to actually meet people, right? Like you think like, oh, they have to have 50 staff members and, you know, maybe they're relaying what I need to be doing. Who knows? And the fact that it's just like, you know, walking in a juicy jumpsuit and pigtails and a hat and you're just like, Wanna? she was wearing a juicy jumpsuit every single time. So like one with like Paris and rhinestones. And I'm like, this is everything. Like I have pictures with all of her dogs and I'm like, like outside of the doggy mansion, like just none of it was real life. What were some things that you organized that people can take away some tips from her house? Cause you, you really branded like her spice drawer is sliving font. Like there's sliving amazing. font that you did. Tell that us a couple so, of little cute so things that you did that some people could do at home. That's Paris-ish. There's obviously a certain aesthetic that comes with somebody like Paris Hilton and to be able to to capture that, I think any way to personalize someone's home, whether it, it's, you know, a monogram that you have or some of these houses we do, the property has a name or, you know, the property has a logo. And to be able to bring in those little touches, I think is really, really special. What I, you know, so her house, she has all these really just eccentric things. Maybe eclectic is the word. Are those the same word? Eccentric and eclectic? No, but they're they live in the same Which family. Which word am I thinking of? It's like a lot of funky stuff. Yeah. yeah. Eclectic? Eccentric. 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 Yeah. Okay. 
So like, you know, Marilyn Monroe cookie jar, like that wasn't anywhere in her pantry, but being able to add that as a focal point of the pantry seemed really on brand. Like, you know what? Let's make, like, let's give Marilyn her moment. She's going to contrast so well with black shelves and then build around that. And she had a lot of fun stuff and didn't know where to put it. And she had all these last, like, peekaboo cabinets up above. And it's like, let's showcase stuff. I think when you stop thinking about what a space should be, and you're like, this could really be whatever I want it to be, it starts to make a lot more sense and you can make it what you want. Like for your bathroom, we added shelves and like you wanted a certain color palette for that. That wasn't necessarily your daily go-to per se up there, but that's something that was going to make you walk in that space and make you feel good. And that was important. And like your jewelry drawer, like things that were just little touches that were just like, oh, this is sweet. One thing that you did for me that was really special, I don't know if you remember this, but you found my mom's placemats. My mom passed away and she had these placemats that had lemons on them. And you... And the placemats were like collecting dust, but they're really cute. And you displayed them in my plate drawer. I don't know why that makes me cry. I like loved that moment. Oh my God, you're so sweet. You're so cute. (laughs) See, this is why she like loved. This is so cool because it's like what what you do is so special. It is so special that you're crying. You're making me cry. But you took the placemats and you displayed them with the lemon bowl. And every single time I open my closet to get my um, pantry to get like plates or anything, I see my mom's stuff. No, and that so, was really, really special. You're so sweet. You're making me cry. Oh, my no, God. I'm like, God, I'm the most emotional person. <laughs> <laughs> like, Rhea pregnant was truly otherworldly. Michael, don't cry. <laughs> well, now that everyone's crying. I was like, no, but like I, it's. It's what you do for a living to have those special things yes. is so unique and cool. And it's so easy to get, you know, caught up in all these, like, the people. And and there are, like, a handful of people that I, I never get to tell the freaking world. And what do you mean? There's celebrities that you do that you can't say anything? Yes. Oh, that's a bummer. Epic. Oh. I know. Oh. Maybe later. I'm yeah. just kidding. She's very she's nice. I, don't know. I ask everyone this. that says, like, what does it rhyme with? I know. I know. <laughs> what Actually, movie? Oh, my God. I was just listening to the Molly interview. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's iconic. She's wild. Hi, Molly. That movie's so good. I kept picturing Jessica Chastain talking. Yeah, she's wild. Like, the voices. Sound oh, up. I have to watch the full movie because I only read the book. We need to watch the movie. The movie just gets you like lit up. Like for some reason, I'm just like, I don't know what kind of like underground empire I need to go run immediately. I would have done everything. The, uh, the whole time I was listening to her, I was like, huh, I wish I met you when I was fucking 21. Right. Like, hey, you want to come with me to be a server? No yeah, doubt. I know. Okay. So, so easy. To get okay. Anyway. So it is so really. You look yeah. at a life like that and be like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm being, I'm, my life's a little boring. You think right? I'm boring? No, right, no, like, but I'm saying you could look at a life like that. And but be you like, think oh. I'm boring? And let's no, <laughs> shake I mean, it up. That's what I heard. But maybe like we shake it up. We can shake it up. What do you want to do? Just shut the podcast and we're going to go start an underground poker ring one of the things that you do is you take something that maybe people aren't focused on a special moment and you make it an experience, which is so cool. Because I feel like their organization became such a fad, right? Like I, you know, from a business standpoint, could not have started this at a better time. Oh my gosh, which is amazing. But like Netflix it, is doing like what's the what's the, exactly. the, the Japanese show? Um, yes, Mari Mari Kondo really started yeah. it all with Spark Joy, and the yeah, fact Spark that Joy, it was yep. becoming a more marketable type of career boded well for me. Like everything like that was free marketing for me, which was great. And then it was a lot of like, oh, I didn't know that this existed, and that's what's so cool about our clients. It's it's not like oh yeah, you know, I've experienced other organizers over the past couple of years. It's usually this whole brand new experience. Like you've not had people come in and just like 
go through all your stuff like that. And it's it's unique and it's awesome. But that being said, what was my point? What am I talking about? We were just no, talking maybe. about how with Paris Hilton's, you know, pantry, you took the Marilyn oh, about Monroe. the experience. No, and we I just think, yeah, I think that maybe like there's a, a tip there for the audience, which is like, don't sleep on things that are really special. Yes, make them like a highlight. Thank you. That's exactly where I was going was that there was this whole push for minimalism. I want nothing on my counters. I've even had clients that are like, I want it to look like no one lives here. To where people became so obsessed with getting rid of things, they were forgetting about what those things were. And I've always said, like, when we go in, like, reorganize, we're not going in caring how much you get rid of. We're not wanting you to get rid of a ton. We're not forcing you to. I want you to basically be reintroduced to what you have. Why do you have it? How do you use it? What does it mean to you? And when you know your inventory, like, there's no more, like, I have no clue what the hell's up there. Like, yeah, that closet. Yeah, who knows? When you eliminate that and you know everything you have, one, it gives you a new appreciation to yourself. Two, it's kind of like this really cool, you know, revisit to all these times in your life of when you collected these items. Like your things are kind of what make up who you are. Like every day you get, like you grab that shirt today, you grab that sweatshirt. Like these are all that's making you, you and you, you. And I feel like people forget about that. And so to be able to celebrate this collection of you, that's kind of been the new direction that I've been taking in people's homes and, you know, in their closets, like some people, like whatever their collections are that they feel really excited about, you know, let's, let's showcase it. Let's make you excited about what you have or else why do you have it? I think it's really important to, to discuss how you don't just do celebrities and influencers homes. You also do any, we do the normal people, anyone, you do anyone's home. Is there some little tips that you could give to our audience that you do when you do someone's home that you think makes such a difference? For instance, like doing a spice drawer is like amazing. Is yes. there anything else like that? So something like a spice drawer is a very, a very clear beginning to end project that you can not be super overwhelmed by, right? You empty all of your spices, figure out what's expired, restock what you need to. If you're wanting to get custom labels, that's something to where maybe it's a hundred bucks, maybe it's 75 bucks. And then you don't have to think about it ever again. And you're just, you know, restocking this collection that's going to look really pretty displayed. And I think a project like that, or, you know, switching out your hangers to be all uniform. Those are really easy things to do that instantly give your space a facelift or give, give your space a facelift. When Michael first met me, his hangers were a collection of the dry cleaners random plastic hangers that he got from yeah. like his blazer that yeah. he purchased in 2000 mm-hmm. and then like a couple velvet ones and then some from his parents house Standard. and I was like I just can't like that's like to... everyone's closet though. oh my god and I there can't. are some people that's like I have been in some of the nicest homes and it's like non-negotiable these white plastic hangers no we we gotta go we gotta we gotta get all cohesive hangers well I think like there's to. like so I think there's two sides of this there's the superficial side which is like you want things to aesthetically be pleasing and look good and I think like a lot of people get fired up about that. And then there's the people that will push back. Like, I don't care what it looks like. But what I would say from what organization does, like say you don't care about the aesthetic and you're just like, whatever, I want function. What I appreciate about what you do and what I learned after you did it was how chaotic the environment I was living in was compared to what it was after. And once it was cleaned up and organized, I found like there was a lot of friction in my life that went away. It's like, okay, this is where this goes. It's like, and I don't think people think about that a lot. It's like, you know, when you go to someone's office and there's just like papers and shit everywhere, it's like, there's something to be said. Like it's a chaotic environment. It's yes. hard to function in that, right? And and I think in the home, you don't realize like over time you spend so much time in these places that over time become more and more chaotic and dysfunctional it's and almost messy. like subconscious. You don't yes. realize how much it's affecting you. Even something as silly as like looking for your tweezers in the morning. 
Like, let's say you lose three minutes because you can't find those. Well, three minutes times when you couldn't find the socks you wanted. Like, when you add all that up, it's insane how much time you get It's like what Lauren was saying, like, that of that Kobe Bryant story and why it's important is, like, you look at a high performer like that, like who he was, and you're like, okay, this person is so focused on greatness in, in other areas of their life. And if they're coming home and they're like feeling like they're in a chaotic environment or like they're a friction, an environment, there's a ton of friction, yeah. like that's going to affect them. Maybe sub, maybe not as much as you think, but subconsciously. Right. And so as soon as you clean up that environment, someone like that's like, oh shit, I didn't realize how much this was either slowing me down or dragging me down or wasting right. time. Right? It's, it's, you get so used to a way that you were living. And I think, I think we worked for either four or five billionaires at this point. And what's blown my mind has been like, it does not matter how much money you have, how much fame you have, how much staff you have, that does not equal organization. Like there are certain areas that, yeah, are being like upkept, but that doesn't mean that that person has taken the time to go through their things. And for me to, to know some of these people's homes that I'm in, and I'm like, if I just gave them one more minute to just kick major ass in life like they do, that's insane. Like, well, why I just you're so smart is you're selling success. time. You're smel- you're selling time. I remember time. you told me that. You're yeah. like, stop saying you're selling. That was another part. You're like, mm, spicy. And you're not selling organization. You're, you're selling, selling time. time. You are selling time for people to be able to open the the drawer and all the, the silverware is organized or yes. find the spice that they want. You are selling time. 80% of the people we're working for, they can do it if they really wanted to. But to go back to you asking like what things people can do at home, I feel like there are just certain rules and steps to make sure that you're not skipping. And the biggest one is giving yourself the appropriate amount of time to tackle a project in its entirety. If you're like, oh, I really want to tackle my kitchen and you got through two drawers, that doesn't count because something in drawer four or five may have been associated with that. And it's like, you just, you're, you kind of keep starting over or maybe even going backwards versus, okay, you know what? Today is literally just kitchen. I have to make sense of all of this because unless you're emptying the space completely and reconfiguring the layout and some stuff like I'm sure we kept the same silverware drawer for you and some things are just naturally where they're going to go but I always say with whatever space start with the obvious you know okay trash can this is the only place it can go or, or silverware or okay here's a dishwasher plates this makes the most sense cups when you start with the obvious and then you start moving based on your priority okay I need these items close it all starts to fill in itself because at the very end and the hardest to reach places are the things that you're barely using. She's for sure doing your office. So, you know, so <laughs> well, my office is getting a whole new desk put into yeah, that's where the problem that is. That right office now. is like, or, you know, this is the worst time. I don't want to say in history because it's obviously been way worse in history, but this is the worst <laughs> time in modern history for deliveries for furniture because of COVID oh, and restrictions. We and, are living in an empty house. Oh, yeah, yeah, so we have, we've <laughs> had something. stuff that's nice been rug. ordered and yeah, it nice just rug. keeps like getting pushed That's back why I'm like, I don't even want to like, work with you at all until like it's like, supposedly we're getting a bunch of deliveries tomorrow so maybe we can actually have a couch why'd you move to texas floor. wait it's so crazy right that could not have been more random mm. what the hell it, i guess it's not random it was more like the timing none of that was planned like i had certain people being like oh my gosh i knew it like i didn't <laughs> i had no freaking clue we were expanding to dallas and austin this is like mid-COVID everything. And I don't even know what sparked that. Like literally my accountant who's become like one of my dearest friends was just like, Rhea, freaking do it. He's like, literally anything you want to do, you just do it. So just do it and you'll figure it out. Just do it. And so then I just announced we're hiring. Like I just, 
keep making stuff up and just doing it. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, like, oh my God, I had a coffee for like four minutes and that was a good learning lesson. This is another thing that people say is You impossible. had a coffee? Yeah, a coffee brand. Oh, a coffee brand. Okay, okay. Yeah, but like, I can't. But I, you, you didn't call me about that because I would have said Rhea's rest. <laughs> Rhea's rest. <laughs> 100%. No. And what's so funny is that Vanessa was like, like I was telling her about it and she was like, that makes no sense. <laughs> she was like, you're an That's organizer. Okay. You have to this do can't stuff. be the first thing that you come out with. So I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And wow. But That's I needed okay. that. And just like with every, with every job, there's not a lot that goes wrong on jobs. But if anything goes wrong on jobs, I always tell the team, I love when something goes wrong. Yeah, you got it. that means you it's do never that. gonna happen again. And you can pivot. Right. Yeah. So like maybe coming out like I love coffee. You didn't text me that you were doing Rhea's Rose. And now I, why if you're not texting me, I'm like Isn't that interesting? I and I feel like I like didn't really tell anybody. I don't know. I'm not saying Rhea's Roast can't be something in in five years that's organized into beautiful containers that you it shows up to your house not in the coffee packet, but already in the organizers and it says different kinds of roasts. I'm not saying we can't do that. Right. I'm saying we got to lay the foundation no, first. It was like a lesson learned. Like I had Connor get on the call of like us hearing, like I'll never forget when he walked in. You guys, this was like maybe one of the saddest moments of my life. I'm like sitting at my desk talking about like our expansion out to Texas. <laughs> Connor walks in. I think it had been like, we launched it like two weeks and he comes in because he had just gotten off the phone with them to like hear about how sales were going. And he just writes a 23 on the whiteboard. <laughs> I was like, it out. <laughs> what does 23 mean? Like I had sold 23 bags and I swear to God, 20 of them were That's my mom. okay though, because like, it's my mom redirected it's you. Still, yeah, it was. Yeah, no, I was like, okay, Rhea, get over yourself. Okay. You liked coffee. Like, I don't know who you thought you were, but I needed that moment. Like okay. that just like humbled me in a big way. That's good to talk about though on the podcast. Well, you know, it's important to hear yeah. stuff like that. What, yeah. I, what I've realized over my career, because I used to bounce around a lot and do a bunch of different things. And I think what happens is people start to get traction in a certain area and it starts to go well. And they're like, oh, this is going pretty well. And like, oh, now I can do something else. Now I'm going to, this happens all the now time. I'm going to turn and I'm going to be like, I'm going to open a bar or I'm going to do a coffee company or I'm going to do a fashion brand. I'm going to do this. Right. And they get away from what's working. And if like they just double down and focused even harder on what's starting to get traction, that thing would probably exactly. be three, four. Or five times well, bigger than like the if other it thing. had like a tidbit to do with organization. It's the slight <laughs> like edge. Anything you I've always been have selling. to remember what made you popular in the first place, right. and you always have to go back to that. I can't, I can't tell you, and I'm sure you have experienced this too. How many like millionaires we know who will sell their company for an exorbitant amount of money, and then they're like, "I'm going to be a bar owner," and they go open a bar, like you just said, or a restaurant, and it closes. And well, crashes. there's a fallacy that right. exists where like these people, they, you know, they find success in a certain area. And then because of that, they're like, I'm going to be successful in anything. So you see this with a lot of people that like exit businesses, all of a sudden they're, they're an investor or they're a restaurateur right. or they're a bar owner. It's like, right. but the thing that made them successful is like, maybe they were a media executive or a tech entrepreneur, or they built a great fashion brand or consumer. And then they're like, I can do all these other things. And they forget like, just because you were successful in one area, doesn't mean you can fully switch expertise and then crush right. it in that money. Money doesn't solve all that. You have to actually like put in the time and effort and work. And I could see, and as I'm sure you guys can relate as an entrepreneur, it's like, you want that challenge to where it's like, you know, if you start to have continued success with something that you've been doing so it's something about like, okay, let me see if I can do this or, you know, let's add this. Like, I feel like we're constantly evolving. Like now we do full relocation. That was not something we offered back whenever. What does that mean? So if, if I decide like, I'm going to move from Austin to Kentucky, you go with me? I'll go anywhere money will pay for it. Yeah, 100%. But like before we were only the backside of a move. It was like, okay, when let us know when boxes are going to arrive and we're the next day and we unpack and organize. So we just did Jesse Tyler Ferguson, his family's home. That's cool. It was amazing. So that was so amazing. 
And they're like the sweetest, best people ever, ever, ever. And that was one, like, and again, these are like a text of just like, hey, this is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I'm like, like the people like are like, hey, just want to introduce you to my friend Sierra. And you're like, <laughs> these aren't nor- and I'm sitting here like, you know, like wiping a kid's ass on the toilet. And like, these are the texts I'm getting. And I'm like, this was not supposed to be the direction of anything. And like, it's so fun and cool and exciting. And I'm just like, this is totally nuts. Selfishly, I want to ask you how you balance three children under 30 years old, which is very impressive. And you're running a business that requires you to be on the job. Are you doing a nanny? What are you doing? Like, give, so, give us some secrets here because I need the tips. So I have gotten the business to a point that I'm actually not on probably 90% of the jobs. Oh, that's smart. Yes. Smart. So you're yes. scaling really well. Yes. Really um, starting to learn it. So our our Dallas team, for instance, like until we really have that strength, like yesterday, I like suited up for a job two days ago and it felt weird. I like had my hat on, my shirt leggings, like, you know, my sweater. And I'm like, I feel like this has been forever since I've done this, which was really cool. But the fact getting the business to a point where to talk about the move to Texas, I feel like I didn't even, I don't even know if I addressed that. So we were expanding out here. We put our whole family in an RV. Don't ever do it. Oh my God, Lauren, don't ever do it. Does everyone take a shit on the RV? It was every five minutes. No, 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 no. It was actually like, and we had this like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so great. No. First, I mean, we we like did a little detour to the freaking Carlsbad bats. <laughs> Two bats flew out of that freaking cave. First of all, there's bats in Austin. Have you seen the bats that drive that no, fly by? That would have made more sense. Yeah, there's there was seven 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 hundred thousand bats that we saw the other okay. night. No. Okay. We Wait, waited. Hold on. So you pulled out of the driveway too. and you wanted to. So, so we get in the so we were expanding and we're like, hey, this makes sense. We just sold our house because we wanted to buy a house in the neighborhood right near where we were in California. So we had just sold it. We had to be totally moved out by the time we left because while we were gone, the new owners were going to, you know, take possession of the house. So everything was in storage. We're in an RV. We're driving. Connor just looks over. He's like, dude, we're homeless. Like right now, we are anchored nowhere but this RV. I was <laughs> like, whoa. Like that's actually nuts and terrifying because I kept looking for rentals in the area because we weren't just going to find a house to buy in three weeks. There was nothing. So we were just in this like, not very much like, I don't want to talk about it right now. Like I was just like overwhelmed. Like it'll all happen. Like everything works itself out, blah, blah, blah. So we go park the RV at his mom's in Dallas. I go down to Austin for a week training. It was totally great. Then I have a week training in Dallas and I just started like looking at Zillow, which like, I'm sorry, bad news bears when it's, we truly got double the house for half the price. Like you just start looking at these and you're like, what? Like swimming pool, all these things. So then Connor's like, look, we can technically be anywhere. You know, we have the business to a point where the Southern California team can totally run on its own. Sheila, who has been my right hand, I mean, the better part of four years, like I knew that she could do it, which that was a conversation I had to have with her. But basically we were making steps of like, eh, maybe we'll look around, blah, blah, blah. And so we found a house and we're like, look, we're just going to put in an offer. And if it happens, we're meant to be here. So I write this super sappy letter to get this house, which we found out did get us the house. And we didn't even have the highest offer. He was just like, your letter made my wife cry. And that's why he got this house. I'm like, it was like so beautiful. Anyways, so then we moved. Like literally, we just never went back to California. My mom was devastated. She would call me just like crying that she found a soccer ball in the backyard. And she was like, you know, the girls aren't going to be back over here. And I'm just like, you're ridiculous. And we just had like all of our moving stuff sent over. And then we moved and figured that out. But we have no nanny here. That's, I mean, that's constantly a struggle figuring out all the balances. We put little man, Jack, who's two, in Sawyer. They're in this like daycare 
it's like a daycare preschool close to our house. I can like watch on cameras, which I think is the worst thing I'm allowed to do because I watch. You can watch them on camera? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, don't tell Michael that. Michael would love that. No, no, I don't, I don't think I'd like that, actually. I think it's I'd, become, awful. I'd, be, I'd no. be neurotic. Okay. I'm, I'm so neurotic. It's actually, well, so Sawyer, my daughter, who's four, there's this little boy, Simon. She was like, I want to play with Simon. I want him to come over. I'm like, great. Mommy will write a note to Simon's mommy. Do you want to give it to Simon? I like happened to just pop in on her class and I watch her get the letter out. And she's like trying to give it to Simon. And he's like not paying attention to her. And I can't tell what he's saying back to her. She like gets embarrassed, puts it back in her backpack. I cried for 30 minutes. It See, was, I don't want to drive over and, and have to rough up Simon, Lauren. Literally the worst thing that ever happened. So then like when I pick her up, I'm like, what does Simon have to say? Because <laughs> I can't hear anything. And I was like, I want to call and be like, hey, can you let Simon know my kid's talking? To-? Like, I'm so pissed off. It's the worst. Michael would, this wouldn't be good for Michael. It was awful. And then, of course, like Connor's like, why the hell would you give it to our four-year-old to give to a kid? Just give it to the freaking teacher <laughs> and then give it to the mom. And of course, I get this sweet text the next day. She's like, Simon's so excited. And the next time I picked up Sawyer, Simon's like, me and Sawyer are going on a date. And so it was all fine. Simon redeemed himself. But for the longest time, I was not happy with Simon. So now you live in Austin. You have your business here. Well, you have, no, live I live outside Austin. of Dallas. Okay, I keep I know saying, you want to okay. be neighbors. No, it's not. Yeah, I do. But that's... I, I need to get to know Texas better. Geography, I got to be honest, everyone, is not my strong suit. When I think of when I think of where it's you live, like, I think of Austin, but now I get it. It's like Dallas, Austin, and Houston or San Antonio. There's a triangle. Okay, so you live... I'm up north. In Dallas Texas. is north of us, Lauren. <laughs> yes. Houston is east of us. So we are in the same west state. Of us. Are you primarily here or are you also going back to LA to work? So I'm going back and forth for like different projects. Okay, like so... Like I'll be going back and... But now it's like I go back for like big projects. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Huge projects. So where, what is next for your business? How are you pulling everything through? How has it evolved to now? So now, um, sorry, I tend to deviate from my story. No, we love the the stories. The Jesse Tyler Ferguson. So the relocation, we had like just started offering these services and funny enough, like (laughs) their move was supposed to be like a little bit down the road to have like a lot more moves under our belt. It did not work out that way. So it was our biggest relocation, like at this point of doing it to where there was just a lot to figure out in real time, which I love. Like, I love when things are like crazy and maybe seem like they're going to be too much, but then we get to pull it off. So that project, I literally went to LA, did a walkthrough of both properties. They handed us their keys and left for New York and just showed up at their new house totally organized. They left their house. Like nothing had been packed yet. We packed everything. Like they literally just gave us the keys to their life, which kind of blew my mind. Like the more I thought about it, I'm like, I don't know if it's like me or the team or what it is that there is this complete trust. Like, here you go. Take this. You do have good energy. Oh, good. So it's probably that. So my energy. So, so you will just pack everything up and then in the next we house did you everything. Or- so we did oh, packing. So nice. We did moving coordination, coordination. I basically created this like dream service, like in my perfect world. What could like what could be wanted for a relocation? You don't want to do anything. So it was like, let us know if like an AV guy showing up or if anything, if there are deliveries that are showing up. Like I want to be that liaison and for our team to where like if they had questions, they could just ask us. But we got so, so much feedback before they even left. I barely wanted to bother them. 
to where it was like the minimal amount of questions. Like we already knew the direction. I put them on this shared album with all the photos in real time, just so they know like, hey, here's the status of your house. Also, it's kind of fun to see it a total dumpster fire and have no clue how we're going to pull it together. And then you see it all come together. Oh my God, that sounds like heaven. That's orgasmic. It was totally amazing. And so that was seven days. So now you have an Amazon storefront, which I really want to mention because our audience, they can go on and shop all the things that you recommend, all the things you put in my house, all the things you put in all these other people's houses. You have specific things that you like. That's on Amazon. Yes. Okay. There is something more exciting coming in a couple months. Not that. Like it's not coffee. Like two to three months. Not coffee. Okay. Definitely has to do with organization. Perfect. And 100% eco-friendly. Oh. And it's amazing. I can't wait. I'm very excited. If someone wants to book you, where can they find you? Pimp yourself out. Tell us. On our website. Our website is the easiest way. And if you are on our Instagram, then you can go through the, you know, link in the bio. But just filling out that inquiry form and it gets everything going. You literally immediately hear back from us, immediately are able to schedule a phone consult, and within like two or three days. My last question is for your services. Will you just do a bathroom? Will you just do a kitchen? Does it have to be the whole house? Can you tell us a couple of things you do? Can you kind of like curate it to how you want it? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, so Southern California is kind of its own beast right now because we're so, I mean, we're booked out multiple months. And those have just like, to where people, like clients are just like full weeks because like we have all these like relocation People from LA are either leaving to another state or they're moving down the street. Like everybody right now all at once. So that's a little bit different, but I really want to pimp out our Texas business. We're in Austin and in Dallas and, you know, surrounding cities. I am going to hire you guys to do my house when we have stuff to organize. That'll be amazing. What do you think? Like end of the year? We talked about that. I think end of the year. I think like I'd love like for you guys to come in before Thanksgiving so I can look like I have my The plan is is that we're going to have most of the interior done by Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, And then like we're redoing the exterior too. You don't do the exterior, but that's going to take, that'll take some time. Like this whole, Austin also But I want to do some like, I have some really cool ideas where I think like we can turn the garage into like an experience. Like, let's not use the garage as like a butthole garage. Garages are slept on, man. I think that 100%. is the best Wait, space. Yes. Don't fuck with my garage. No, Michael. See, here he goes. And then no, he's no, going to no. see it. And then he's going to say, no, oh, no, no. I want to do some shelvings in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are you going to put Rhea's in that garage? going to help us. I want to like hang the bikes up that you just got, the Harley the, bikes. Are you going to pick up the bikes and hang them up there? No. no Rhea's but what, what, come what are you envisioning for your garage? Yeah, no, what, I need all my are, tools out there. I need right. all my... Sh- yeah, yeah. Yes. You tell... This is... Okay. Okay. So let's take Lauren out of it. This is our project now. Yeah, okay. Okay. And this is you. You tell me everything you want it to I be. Let, Lauren can have the and whole, I do it on steroids. Lauren can have the whole house, the whole thing. I want two areas. I want my office upstairs. Your masturbation cave. I don't care what you call it. And, and the garages garage. could be so insane. You could have you don't like, take a, you, don't take a you could have a pull down man. work table that goes up and yeah, yeah. duels to See, be a workout area. Yeah. I mean, we could get seriously bananas. Do not sleep on the garage. Though. I'm not. I'm saying that you can sleep on the garage. You don't, don't fuck okay, with the garage. Okay, but I'm Lauren. saying that I want the garage to be an experience. I just don't want Olympic garage. Like I want something that's really cool. You walk Is it high it. up? Like do you have like what 10, 12 clearance? Do you know? Mm, yeah. Pro- yeah. Like you could do overhead storage racks. Yeah. When there's Wait, like a, have there's you guys a- had a garage? No. It's been a long time. We've only we've had we've I, lived I don't Arizona. even know why you're here, by the way. I'm like, you're like, why are you here? Why are you here? Um, <laughs> we are here from? because I've been called to a place like this for a long time. Our family, like for us to build the vision that we have in our head, like our our 
like we edit our life all the time. And for us to have it edited the way we want, this is the right place. We're yeah. still in LA for work all the time. We're not like leaving LA you know, for good. What it is, it's is just like, to create a home. It was yes. here. Yeah, I just, I just like this way of life out here way, way better. Like I don't miss anything right. about California. I was never a beach person, never give a shit about surfing God, or any of Connor that stuff. Connor wears hiking boots and socks to the beach. So let's talk about it for a second. Whoa. Not a made up thing. That's Timberlands? A real, it's a real thing. Ooh, Connor. Like, you know, like he hates sand. So I'm like, okay, we're not. I like the here. feeling <laughs> out here. And also <laughs> the people in Texas are so nice. Everyone's so happy. It, this is a special place. It's like, it's no one's in a rush. Like just kind of like slowing down. My thing is like, and things are cheaper. How many times have you been at Target and you're like, this is for sure nine hundred dollars worth of stuff, yeah. and they're like, oh, five fifty. And you're like, or when you go to dinner and like, honestly, the food's better. You can eat like a king out here. Or a queen. Food is better. It's so um, stinking good. But I also think, like for me, it's the balance of having this zen, like peaceful, slow nature energy, and then it's balanced out with like when I go to LA, I work my fucking ass off from morning to night, and like I bust out. And, and then this is your retreat, and this is where your home is. And if I'm being like totally blunt, like Connor and I want to go on nice vacations. We want a big house. We want space. We want these things. And like, we just got to a point where we're like, gosh, like we're going to kind of be killing ourselves to get the life that we well, want to California. live in the exact place in Orange County Here, we would have wanted to be. Here's 100%. the thing. I could say this. People people in California think I'm like a traitor. They get mad about it. California's a broken state. It's broke. The policies are fucked up. The people that are running it have their heads up their ass. Dumpster fire. And, and it's like, I can say that because I, I was born there. I lived there in multiple cities my whole life. So I, I it's not like I'm just... Like it's you like popped I, in. It's not like I'm a transplant that like right. went to LA and figured this out. Like I've I, I watched it from start to finish kind of divulge into chaos over 30 years. And you can, you can like, not to get political, but you could just look at what's going on over there and be like, this is fucked up right now. And they're saying it's like, you know, we're doing the big opening in June 15 and we'll see what happens. Right. And it, it's so interesting to me too. Like I was never, and not that this even has to be like such a political thing, but I just, I've never been anything political. Like, I've been so like, oh my, I just never talked politics, nothing. But it was just really interesting, like where it comes, like when it comes to things like that, like just how the state you're living in is run. Once I became a parent and my mom always said, she goes, Rhea, she goes, as soon as you have kids. California goes, handles the pandemic kids. terribly. Like as they, soon as you have kids, why? Like you just, economy. you see everything differently because you're not just thinking about like yourself and how things are affecting you. It's like, okay, wait. And then you start to like really think about the future and how is this affecting my children? Like, what is this going to be? We moved here immediately my kids were on a soccer team. Like within one week. It was like, they're playing soccer. Yeah, and in LA, it's like, who do I have to blow to get on the soccer team? Are well, they underground soccer teams? That, <laughs> that's where the money is. Parents would pay to just have their kids do anything out there. What I like about Texas is there is individual thoughts and freedom, freedoms, or at least it feels that way a lot more. And if you, California like proposes that it's this place where it's like open-minded and everybody has these and accepting, but that only falls into a segment of people. If you think the same way that people in California think, right? Like, and again, I can say this because I lived there my whole life and especially right. in LA, like it's a, it's a society that's built. It's a weird society because there's so many people that go there and they're transplants that move to that place. And if you think about it, so many people are seeking validation there, right? It's like, I either need to get this job or I need to get this role or I need to get, you know, this agency or this, a lot, a lot of it's an entertainment. Yes. And in order to do that, you have to be accepted into a group. But if you if your thought falls outside of what, you know, the leaders of that group think, then you're not accepted. You can't get a role. Like, there's all these things. And so it's like for a place that, that proposes that it's so open-minded, it's actually one of the most closed-minded places I've been. Like you get to exhale 
here. And it's it's so interesting because just the way that I am personally, it's I I literally work with all different types of people who think all different types of things. And some people it's like, wow, I, I totally value those same things. And some people it's like, wow, I couldn't be further opposite than you. But it doesn't change me being here, me respecting you, yep. me doing my job, me, you know, caring about you as a human being. And I think that's just what really it was like, I just felt like I always had to hold my breath or like, you know, I I never knew what I had to do because, oh my gosh, like, am I going to lose people or, or it's like, or do I want to lose people? And do I want, like, it was just, it all got so scary I and was, weird. Did you, did you find like when you first moved to Texas from California, people were like, don't bring that California over Always. here. And then Connor's like, I'm from here. Shut the hell up. Or, Dallas. But, but I think where people are underestimating in Texas, I don't think they realize that most of the reason a lot of people are moving here is because they're pushing against the way of life that's going on in California. So right. they think like there's this big wave of California politics and policies coming this way. I actually think it's the opposite. I think 100%. it's people that are that are sick of that stuff over there and saying like hey we're not bringing any of that shit here. And I think it's it's such the the extremities of both sides that have just like made this whole thing a mess. Yeah. To where it's like oh you know hearing I'm from California you automatically assume assume X from me or hearing that I moved to Texas you automatically assume this and it's just like it, there's no winning so it's like what's even the point? I just want to be somewhere that I can like take a deep breath live my life the way that I want to and not feel like everywhere I turn, I'm judged or doing something wrong or going to lose respect from people. Yeah. It's the extremes on both sides. Like if you go like not to get political, but if you're like, okay, there's a progressive thought line and then there's an extreme right thought line. I think if you talk to most rational people, they're not really that progressive or that extreme, right? Like the, yes. but what happens is in the media and when people talk about these things, like those are the most interesting or compelling sides to create a headline, right? It's like you're going to talk about what this extreme left person did or extreme right, but most people, mm -hmm. liberal, conservative, left of center, right of center. Yeah, they meet in the middle. They're exactly. like, okay, like, and if you went to most people like, hey, do you want people, do you want more regulation? Most people say no. Okay, do you want, uh, do you want people to be able to tell you who you can marry or love? No. Okay. That's like, those are like normal exactly. things. Exactly. Do you want to, do you want to have the government in your pocket more or less? Most people would say, ah, I want less, but I also want people taken care of. Right. It's the, it's the extremes on both sides that muddy the waters in it. But, but to me, like, you know, we, we spend most of our time talking to people on the mic like this and, and on both sides. Right. Yeah. And what I've learned is most people are much closer to the middle than what, you know, is, 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 is put out there you know, on the major news cycles, right? Like, right. And, and and I think that's the problem is like a lot of these major news cycles, publications, media outlets, they have so much control and they're not going to talk like, hey, actually most people are in the middle. They're going to just talk stories. Because they need of some the dramatic thing. And, yes. and from like the social media aspect, I'm in people's homes all day, right? I'm seeing a lot of who people really are. And that was really stressful for me to see like this other persona that was being put out on, on social media of like all of this pressure of like, oh, that's not like, how you talked at all or like we actually talked about that topic and that's not what you said and that was like i'm just like wow like i should just never speak and so i i really had to make a decision you know especially with everything over the last you know 18 months of i am here to help people make sense of their spaces mm -hmm. that is my lane that is and i mean i got just berated by people. Like I called my mom bawling. I, I didn't even know what to do. I'm like, should I just not even be on here? Like, this is so stressful. Like me having followers doesn't mean that I I can talk about anything. So I'm going to stay here, which seems to, to be the most respectful thing to do. Like I remember like posting a, a drawer photo too soon, I guess. And it was just nuts. What do you mean too soon? Like just with with whatever political events were going on at oh, the time yeah. of just like, you know, how dare you? Like you obviously don't care about 
humans. Yeah, so who's think- the person, though, I want to know that's in the judge tower that's looking down that decides when it's okay to post and when it's not? Like, I want to know who's the... Per- is it okay? To, like, is the person saying, oh, you have to wait seven days? Is it five days? Are we talking two weeks? Like, who's the person that's making the rules? Well, and then it was like this whole thing of like, you know, certain people were going the direction of, okay, I'm going to start, you know, sharing about, you know, the specific topics of, of what's going on right now. But then I was like, that almost seems more stressful because then it's, that's all they're talking about. But then it's like, how do you phase out? Because eventually they do and they never talk about it again. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you know, there was a time when I used to like, pay more attention to what people would say online. Like in the beginning of this, when there's reviews and people are writing in, but I, I don't pay any attention anymore because the problem is, is like once you once you get to a, a certain size of a platform, you you start to get people that are not necessarily there for the right reasons anymore. They just, you know, like they'll see somebody that like you, what you're doing and they're like, okay, like this person has a voice or they have people paying attention and like they didn't do something that I, you know, that I agree with. So now I have the right to attack them. And right. at, at some point you got to be able to filter all that out and realize like, okay, it's not productive for you or for me or someone, in, you know, that has a platform to engage with every single voice that chimes in you because you'll be, do- well, you'll be doing it for forever. Or even like people, you know, hey, I want to give to this charity. And it's like, but it's never going to be the right. It's like nothing ever going to be right. Well, you so got to like- be able to live your life and share your opinion authentically the way you want to do it. And it, it, that can't be with the guardrails of what other people think it should be, right? Right. And I and I talked to my business partner the other day and I was like, the reason that I kind of just personally have the attitude now, it's like, I don't pay attention to it or like, or, or really give a shit what people are saying is because I guarantee you, no matter, like the things I've just said in the last 10 minutes, there's going to be people that, agree and people that disagree. And if I tried to like- I just jump lost in, 300 followers. You know, if, I have to, if I jump in and like high five the people that agree, great, that'll make me feel good. Or if I try to address every person that disagrees, that'll make me feel bad. I'm like, listen, do what you want. Take take what I just said, all of it, and do what you want. Apply it to your life. Don't apply it to your life. Listen, don't listen. Be mad, be happy, whatever. But I got to do me. Right. That's it. That's it. And I, once you can like separate that I think that that's important. And I think, again, back to to you and Jen and how you guys, I mean, you're just like unapologetically yourself. And I think that that's so important because it seems exhausting to be anything other than like you. Well, I think there's two camps that are about to happen with, with everyone. It's like you either are going to appease the masses or you're just going to be unapologetically yourself and take it or leave it or get the fuck off but, my But page. I disagree with right. the, I don't agree with the masses statement. I think the masses are what I was talking about earlier, which is most people are pretty level-headed, might be center-left, center-right. And those right. aren't the people chirping in. Yes, exactly. Yeah, maybe masses so like the 90, right word. I'd say, honestly, I talked about this this whole year. I think 90% of the people are rational, normal-thinking, left-center, right-center people that can come. To, I mean, that's how this country functions, right? It's like right. most people get their rational minds. They're like, okay, we got to actually make this work. We all live here. You get the the smaller minority that are extreme right, extreme left, but those are the loudest people. And so you right. start to think with the platform like social media that that's the majority, but it's really not. And I know that because if I post something that is like, let's say it's like me being authentically myself, but not what the general narrative is, I get DMs and I would say 5% of those DMs are like really like rabid, angry. 5% of them are like over the top, like agreeing too much. But the majority are like, hey, like, like you know, they'll, they're like, it's reasonable. I respect course, that. And or it's, it's reasonable. Yeah, it's not like, it's not I respect it. It's more like it's it's reasonable, reasonable Like dialogue. I hear you or maybe yes. I, you know, I disagree because it's where it's an actual discussion. Yeah, it's not like foaming at the mouth, angry or like happy. It's just like these are. And so that's why I think it's those people that are the most reasonable people. They're living their lives, dealing with their problems, their issues, their things, taking care of their families, worrying about their job. They don't have time to go in and chirp online and whine about what I'm doing. And that's been an interesting part of 
my business now where, I mean, we have like the home services, like obviously like we're doing actual organization, but like branding and collaborations and partnerships, like that's all a whole thing too, which has been like a whole different beast, a whole different beast. And, but now it's like, but that's also like kind of all I have, like to where I'm like, you know, if, if Instagram shut down and like just disappeared, I'm like, shit, like this is kind of like what so much of my, I mean, obviously home services, like, and you know, people hearing word of mouth, like that would still go on. But as far as that, it's like, okay. And then like the Instagram thing is just like gone as far as like an Instagram person. You're doing an incredible job. You're building brand. You're not saying spices. Yay. You're doing such a good job. It's so cool to watch you crush it. Before you go, name a couple of people's houses that are major that you organized for and then pimp yourself out with your Instagram. Okay. So obviously the most famous ever was Lauren Bostick. <laughs> Ever. What about Zaza Bostick? Jen Atkin, of course. Chrissy Teigen. That was insane. Like over 1.4 million likes, 66,000 followers overnight. People Magazine called me in 10 minutes. I was like making dinner for my kids. That day was freaking insane. That was nuts. Stacey Keebler, Blake Griffin, Russell Westbrook. Oh Michael gosh, Bostick I, and his hairbrush. Uh, Michael Bostick. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, Red can paste. Best for last. I literally have a notes on my phone that just says cool clients because I don't want to forget because I feel like I get asked. Obviously, the Bryant family, like so, so major. Jesse Tyler Ferguson and his family. And Paris Hilton. Uh, Paris Hilton. Yeah. And then just like special little people that get to stay in my heart. Where can everyone find your Instagram? At reorganize. I can't wait to see R-I, what you do next. Organize. Come, come organize our house and our garage. I love you. I can't wait. Don't I let love Lauren you. in the garage. You're though. the best. Thank, thank you for coming. You guys. Deal with that. Lauren, Lauren's not allowed in the garage. Okay. <laughs> if you guys want to see more visuals on everything Ria said, Google the Skinny Confidential Ria, and there's five posts. We did a five-part series that comes up with all the links to everything you could ever want. She really, like I said, streamlined my life, and I think she will help streamline yours. Just make sure to check out her product recommendations. We are also doing a giveaway. It's a Skinny Confidential surprise box. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram, at Lauren Bostick. And with that, thank you so much for listening, and make sure you rate and review the show on iTunes. 